Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree and I'm the host of the show as well as the founder of browngirlselfcare.com. I want to say thank you so much for uh, listening to today's episode. Happy Monday. If that's the day you're listening to it, happy Monday. Um, Today, we are just going to jump right in because I have a guest. We're going to be talking about how my guest, whose name is Chalet, uh, and by the way, Chalet is a writer slash author and speaker. We're going to be talking about how she was able to recover and heal from infidelity in her marriage. And this is a really good episode. Like you definitely want to listen to this. If you have a problem with setting boundaries, if um, you are in a relationship or you're married and your partner just keeps pushing that boundary further and further, if your self-esteem is low, if you don't know how to reclaim your peace after um, a breakup or after divorce, then this is definitely the episode for you. I want you to go ahead and give it a listen and I will be back after the end of the episode to wrap things up. Hey, Chalet, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, 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 how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. I'm so happy to have you with me today. So for my listeners, do you mind giving a brief introduction of who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Chalet Jean-Baptiste. I live outside of the D.C. area. I am a college professor. I teach English and communications, and I'm also a doctoral student at George Mason. Wow. So Chalet, I read because you you sent me a brief bio, excuse me. And Mm -hmm. so you have, you got, you got degrees just popping or, or is it just me? (laughs) Yes. I I guess I'm a forever student, you know? (laughs) So yes, yes, I have two masters and I'm going for my doctorate. Yes. So. Wow. I love I don't even have, (laughs) see, I do too, but I don't love school learning. I love learning, but I don't love school learning. So I I guess my, I would have an, uh, an MA in, in something by now, but not school related. So for you to have that drive, that's amazing. I give you major props. I'm I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So Chalet, let's just go ahead and get into it, girl. Let's just go ahead and get into it. (laughs) I was just. Oh, I was just, so you wrote me an email and actually I wish I had the email in front of me, but I don't, but you were just telling me some of the stuff about your life and about just life in general and then how you have kids and, and, and things that were happening with your husband and how you were able to, to recuperate from that and to just go on your own journey of building a village around you and, um, learning to value yourself more and, you know, just take care of yourself better. So let's kind of start from the beginning. Um, Because the first thing that jumped out is obviously you were married, but now you're single. Yes. Yes. I was married. Tell me more about that. Yeah. I was married for over 10 years. um, And I was with him for 15, maybe 15 years. We were, um, we knew each other from high school. um, But even though we weren't high school sweethearts, um, and you know, just Prince Charming, handsome guy, really 
just captured me and I thought I had married, you know, the man of my dreams, basically. Mm. <laughs> he became the man mm. of my horror dream, but, oh, <laughs> you know, <man. laughs> but um, a nightmare. Yes, it was a nightmare. Well, but I will say that um, and we had three beautiful children out of that marriage and um, I'm forever grateful for that. So um, I can all, I can talk more about the marriage if you would like me to. Um, yeah, because what I want to know is, so you you met in high school and yes. you were married for 10 years. You have three beautiful babies. How old are your kids, by the way? Um, I have a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 7-year-old. Okay. Yeah. So you have, so you are just all across the board. You have teenagers. Yes. But then you and still then, have that seven-year-old. Yes. And the seven-year-old has yeah. my little heart. You know, it, I always say, Aww. even though it was a little gap, it's always good because your teenagers, yeah. they don't think about you after a while, you know? They Let sure do not. Mom, can I get money? Mom, can you take me someplace, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know yes. exactly what you mean. I have a 17-year-old and pretty much she thinks that my name is Wells Fargo or Chase yes. Bank. Or Bank of America, right? Yes. Or Bank of, or Bank of America plus Uber slash Lyft. Yes. Uh, and I'm yes. just like, if this girl asked me for one more one damn more thing. That's right. piece of money, one more damn ride yes. to... So her, yes. <laughs> look, so her thing right now is she is... First of all, she's asking me to go to a million places. And see, when I was raised, I couldn't go nowhere. So I'm Same trying not to be, see, <laughs> I'm trying not to be that parent because I right. know that that right. hindered me in some way. You know what I'm saying? As far as my yes. development, that's how I feel. So I don't want to be that parent. So she knows that. But now she's like, oh, so like, it's like, oh, we're having Friendsgiving. I've been invited to two Friendsgivings. And they're like, first of all, okay, right. sister. Okay. I don't feel like driving you. That's <laughs> all how I feel. Place. Oh, my goodness. Okay, and on top of that, listen, sis, on top of that, then you need money because Friendsgiving, they got to bring food and stuff. I'm just like, I didn't, did I sign up for this? I don't know if right. I did. And my son has and a better social way. life than me. I don't know how that happened, oh my God. but he always yeah. needs to do something on the weekends. Okay. And I'm like, how I'm you like, going to get there? <laughs> I'm like, you need to be in there cleaning your room. Right. And helping me wash these dishes. That's what you need to be doing. To do. See, exactly. Exactly. I think we are raising amazing kids in yes. a great way because we're comfortable with not having to be up under you all the time. Oh and they are yes. social and they are adaptable. That's what it sounds like. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, totally. Totally great yeah. kids. And thank God they're different from us. I was raised the kind of same way. My parents were very strict. I couldn't go anywhere. They had to meet everybody and their mm -hmm. mother before I was even about to spend a couple hours at the house, you know, and, and I think I'm a little more liberal with my kids. So I think we mm -hmm. had that same experience mm -hmm. of feeling like, you know, I felt like I was stifled and I had to break free because of how yeah. my mom was so overprotective. So overprotective. <laughs> you know? yep. Yes, I get it. I get it. So Let's talk about your relationship with hubby. Yeah. And let's just put it all out on the table. So on my assumption, but correct me if I'm wrong, as you tell the story, is that things are going great up until a certain point, And then that's when things just kind of hit the fan. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. Okay. So it really didn't happen like that. Let me just be honest. You know, mm -hmm. I walked into a situation with my eyes wide open, but shut, you know, meaning that. I knew mm -hmm. what I was getting, but I thought it would change. And I think that so many women do that, that we think that we can come in a situation and change it. And we can't, you know? <laughs> um, and like, for example, my ex was fine. He always had a lot of women that liked him. You know, I was kind of at this point, a really good girl that just wanted to be married and have a family. And I loved his family. So I, you know, when he asked to marry me, we had already had our son. And I really wanted to do it, even though I knew in my heart that he still had an affinity for other women. Like he loved women, you know, and he was a player at that time. And I agreed to marry him and I just brought more of those issues into our relationship, you know. Um, and I thought that, OK, we're young. 
I have this, these children by him. As we get older, he's going to love me more and he's going to change. And it just never happened. Mm. Matter of fact, what you choose to accept is really what you choose to regret. Because once mm. it felt like she's going to stay no matter what, it, things got worse. And I lived oh my. my life with him in a lot of pain, mm -hmm. you know? So, yes. Mm -hmm. That was the match. So no, I didn't go in. Yeah, yeah. I did not I did not go into the marriage with a Prince Char well, I mean I thought he was Prince Charming, but it, it, he was not perfect. And um I kinda accepted who he was and just felt like it would get better. And I said, I'm gonna pray hard enough, I'm gonna read my word, I'm gonna go to church, I'm gonna be a good wife, I'm gonna cook more, I'm gonna clean more, and he's gonna become a good man to me. And that just didn't happen. <laughs> you know? wow. So, yeah. Wow. So you said something that really stuck out to me. And it's so, so true is that what, like what you accept, you know, then yes. it's like, oh, yes. well, she, she was cool with that. So let me try this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, she was fine yeah. with, for example, me staying out till 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. You know, this time I'm going to stay out till 3.30. I'm not going to even call or text or anything. Just to, it's like sometimes people push the boundaries or and or we never really had solid boundaries set in place oh my goodness that we were yes. that we told you know what i'm saying like yes. not that you should have to tell your husband hey well first no, of all let me just right. say this disclaimer i've never been married okay so i'm just gonna right. put that out there but it's like i would imagine since again i'm a single woman i would imagine right. that there are certain things you shouldn't have quote unquote have to tell a husband you know what i'm saying but yeah. let's just pretend that you do. communication styles are different I, I get that but it's like sometimes with people it's like you give an inch and they take a damn mile yeah and they just step and, all over us and you said something so important about boundaries you know i remember my girlfriend shawanda gave me this book when she saw that i was going through hell in my marriage and it, mm -hmm. it was about setting boundaries in your marriage and so these are things that you don't even think about are important but they do become important and they're these unspoken kind of things you shouldn't have to go to your husband and say this is you know whatever but he should know by the standard that you set for yourself and the boundaries that you set for yourself that this is what this woman will not take so I want to be clear about setting boundaries is so important setting boundaries for yourself before you even get married whether you're single you know, or dating, those boundaries become everything. And that's what I did not do. You know, I accepted him in what he did. And, and actually, of course, I wasn't like happy by it. And I, I confronted him and I was like, you better not do it. And you better change. You know, I wasn't one of those that was like, okay, you can do it. And I'm just going to act like, be quiet about it. I was not that person mm -hmm. at all. But in me, even with my anger and the way I responded and me staying through situations over and over again, I was definitely setting a standard that it was okay hmm. for him to do so, this. Wow. So, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I, I can resonate with that tremendously. Like, yeah. something about, are, are you, do you feel like you might have been uncomfortable, like, setting boundaries? You know what I mean? Was that I like a, that, a, a I think a that in the beginning I was, you know, because you want, mm -hmm. to, you want it to work with the person you with, you know? And so in the beginning, I felt like, you know, I'm not going to be so strict. You know, he's a man, you know, he, he has his children, you know, we're young still, you know, he's going to grow out of this. So, you know, maybe I won't even worry about these boundaries, but, but when you, when you look at your children and you want them to be certain people and have certain standards for their own life, you know, that's when I began to mm -hmm. realize and the older I got, of course, that's when I began to realize that that was a mistake, you know? Mm. Um, not really setting boundaries. And, and so, and I think that's tied to your self-esteem and your self-worth too, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, there were times that I suffered from low self-esteem, you know, and just, you know, not thinking I'm worthy enough. And I would say that, mm. um, that was part of the problem. And so I was, I, I really compromised on those boundaries and standards so much so that he saw it. You know, I have this quote that I say, I say, you know, if you go into water and you're bleeding, a shark can smell you, you know, um, and he knows mm, that you're bleeding. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing with people. You know, they know when you're vulnerable. They know when you're, you know, you're hurting. And if they if they want something to get, they know how to get it out of you. You know, they can tell people that are 
that are have low self-esteem, have low self-worth, that don't mm-hmm. love themselves the way they should, and they can take advantage of that. And that's what happened to me. Yeah. I I I agree with that. It's like yeah. I, I totally agree with that because one of my relationships, like I so I'm a clearly I'm a work in progress. I want to make sure yes. I mention that, but I'm a work in progress. Everybody is girl. right. God, Everybody. God ain't finished with me yet. Yes. Okay. I'm a WIP. Okay. Yes. But when you talk about self-esteem, like if your self-esteem is shot, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not loving yourself the at, at you know, as you should or in a in a in a way that makes you feel good about yourself um if you're not treating yourself with grace and having standards and 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 just not settling like you just there are people and i don't know if it's an intentional thing or mm-hmm. maybe they too are struggling with something internally yeah. so they latch on mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i'm saying someone like me or like you um, because I went through periods of low self-esteem and I still struggle yes. with that. Um, yes. Low self-worth, yeah, low self-confidence. Yeah, you got to always reaffirm you know yourself daily. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I wasn't doing those things for myself. I wasn't really. And that's one of the reasons why I started Brown Girl Self-Care because I realized like, I don't want to live my entire life and look up. I'm in my sixties and I'm still dealing with the same, excuse my friend shit that I was dealing with in my forties yes. and my thirties. You know <laughs> yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's yes. like, come on, dude. Like at some right. point you got to stop and you got to love yourself because life is just not going to work if you don't. Um, it's really not, but you know, it's really, not. it's really yeah. not, but it's like, there's people that latch on to people like us mm-hmm. and then they just do, do, do and take, take, take. And, and oh, it's, gosh. it's, it's, it's exhausting. It's hard. Yes. It is exhausting. But you know what's so powerful about what you said is that it's so mm-hmm. it's exhausting, but hurt people hurt people, you know? So mm-hmm. um, that's something to remember too. And sometimes it's consciously, you have people out here that are just evil and they, they look for every opportunity they can to take advantage of someone. But then you have people that it's unconscious. Like I must say, I don't think my ex-husband married me to hurt me. I think that he had his mm-hmm. own like demons he was fighting and I just got hurt in the process, you know? Um, and I do believe he loved me, but he just couldn't love me to the capacity mm-hmm. that was good enough for me to, you know, good enough to, you know, to say we were husband and wife couple or good enough to say he was a good husband to me, you know? So, um, that was the difference. So I must say that with my, my ex-husband, I don't think that it was like malicious, you know? Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. the pain was still real, you know? <laughs> I knew it was. Yes. I know it was. Real. So Chalet. Yes. Girl. Yes. All right. Let's just tell me. Tell yes. us. Yes. Tell us what was the final straw? Ooh, what God. happened? <laughs> just just let us know. Let's let's put it on the table now. Yes. Okay. So I caught my husband in bed with another woman. Um mm-hmm. uh two things happened. I caught him in bed with another woman. And I could have lost everything basically because, you know, you don't know what you're going to do in that situation, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a volatile situation for me and I was arrested. Of of course I beat the charge, thank God. But um, Mm -hmm. it really made me open my eye to what have you been accepting all these years? What, you know, Mm -hmm. you, okay. Why, why, why did you get to this point? You know, that this had to happen and it was kind of devastating to me. And then the second thing that happened was, is that my um, ex-husband had gotten a woman pregnant while we were married. Oh, yes. Oh my. Yes. Um, and that devastated me because that was mm-hmm. something that, you know, he promised he would never do, you know, like, you know, it's, you know, it was so funny because I watched right in front of me cycles repeat themselves. His dad had done this mm-hmm. and now he was doing it to me you know? And, you know, I often notice that if you don't heal from your hurt, you can repeat the same things that hurt you, you know? Um, and I watched that in my ex-husband and the way he hurt me with just the multiple women, me kept catching him in bed with a woman, him having a, a baby uh, while we were still married. And, um, so that was the final straw. I had to really, and, and, and let me just say, it wasn't easy for me to decide to move on. Remember I had three kids, you know, mm-hmm. who really loved their dad at the time. Um, even though things were shaky with my oldest daughter because 
she had seen a lot and, you know, it was really starting to hurt her also, which is why I always tell women, you think you're staying for the kids is doing the right thing, but sometimes you're just messing them up, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I finally had, and I had a new baby. So putting this in context, my daughter at the time was six months old. So I had to really make the decision. Do I want to have, this is my second daughter. Do I want to have another daughter see her mother accept this type of behavior, you know, Mm -hmm. or do I want my children to see their mother in a healthy relationship? And so as scary as it was, and I mean, really scary, um, I had to begin the process of letting go of the marriage. And that for me took healing. Mm -hmm. It took a lot of therapy. I went to a therapist. I began to really, you know, seek God. I'm a Christian. So I went to church and Mm -hmm. really, you know, had a lot of you know, women that supported me and, you know, upheld me. And, you know, sisterhood is so important through times like this. Um, And I removed myself from the marriage and began to rebuild who I was, you know, loving myself Mm. and getting to know who was shot, who is Chalet really? Because when I look back at the marriage, I didn't take pictures of myself. I didn't laugh the way I do now. I didn't dance around the house, do all the silly things that I used to do before I was married because I had been so <laughs> beaten down, you know, like my self-esteem mm-hmm. was like on the ground. And so I didn't do any of the fun, loving, you know, things that I usually am, you know, known for doing. And that was because I was in such a bad place. And so after I was able to heal, all those things came back. Like I, I have more joy than I've ever had before in my life. So there is some peace after the storm, I may say, if I may say. <laughs> It's in loving yourself, though. So that's what I want to say. It's in Mm -hmm. loving who you are. And I know that's a big cliche Mm -hmm. now. You know, everybody's into Mm self-care, loving yourself. But you know what? I will say that it it takes the work, really doing the work, you know, to begin the process of loving yourself. Listen, girl, I used to take myself out to the movies. I took myself out to plays. You know, I would just take myself out to dinner. I started doing some journaling and writing because I Mm -hmm. wanted to rediscover who I was. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. So <laughs> I'm really identifying with that whole single part of just going yes. out and doing stuff. That's me yes. too. Um, but what I wanted to ask you, because I know that there is a listener or five yes. that yes. might be in a similar situation as far as um, maybe not necessarily with him or her, her, her partner cheating, but mm-hmm. it could be something else that is just like an absolute deal breaker and they're like you know what I'm just done I am so done it could be lying or substance abuse or Mm -hmm. violence or you know whatever I I don't know but what I want to know from you is because what I I hear sometimes from people that are in situations like that where they're just like you know what I'm scared to leave because you know um, I don't have anybody or I don't have enough money or, you know, I don't, I can't just take my kids away from their dad or, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So like, how were you able to, um, how are you able to make plans and, and, and save up enough money, for example, to like move, you know what I mean? Like how, how did yeah. you make that work? Yeah. That's a good question. I will say I've seen both situations. For me, I was always the breadwinner of my home. I always, you know, mm-hmm. I used to work at a financial industry firm and I used, we wrote this book called Women in Investing. And I've heard so many stories of women that stayed in situations because they were not financially stable. And I'm always saying, women, you got to have something in your own, especially now. This is not the 1950s anymore, 1960s, you know, um, you must have your own, you know, um, and so, and, and I, and I will also say this too, because I, you know, my, I have a rooted faith in, in God, you know, I was, I had to really pick my faith up to, um, mm. make the move when I knew it was time. So what I will say is this, I, I don't want to make it seem mm. like it's easy to get divorced or that every bad thing you should run to the divorce court. Right. Because I think there's a lot of that too, where people are just, you know, mm-hmm. saying, okay, I don't agree with this, or this is getting out of hand. So I can't take it anymore. And people are not really understanding that marriage comes with up and downs. And sometimes you got to stay with some things you don't like and make it work. But if it's Mm -hmm. to the detriment of yourself, okay, this this is what I I begin to realize. If it becomes to the detriment of yourself, that's when you have to go. Because 
you are killing something with inside of you. You are dying a slow death. So mm-hmm. one of the books I wrote called is called Relive. And I wrote that book because it was mm-hmm. really a death that, and I had to learn to relive, right? The process of dying, of feeling like I had an emotional death taken, you know, take place inside of me and a spiritual death and having to pick myself back up to relearn to relive again, you know? And that life is so much bigger than you think it is. It's bigger than that moment, you know? Um, when I, and, and one thing that helped me was that I was, a, I traveled, I went away and I began mm-hmm. to see God in, in the natural wonders of things, you know, climbing mountains, doing things that I never thought I would do. Cause look, I'm from New York city and I'm scared of heights, you know, <laughs> but I was just saying, oh, wow. I just was taking chances <laughs> and getting out there and doing yeah. stuff that I never thought I was going to do. And, and I felt, I felt like God was there with me. Like he revealed himself to me and to really give me the strength to let me know I can make it, you know, um, and that I can move on. And I, maybe you don't have the means to travel. I understand that, but they, where, everywhere you look, there's something in beautiful around you, you know? And I realized that. And, and I, you know, like I said, I don't like when people, women say, you know, I'm staying for the kids because let me just give you an example. Mm-hmm. My oldest daughter mm-hmm. suffered greatly. Even my son from um, my teenagers, both, both teenagers, they suffered greatly from what they experienced me and their father go through and to the point where my, my daughter was emotionally damaged. And I had to really seek some therapy for her because she saw me mm-hmm. in so much pain that it caused her pain. So wow. we are the living models for our children. And if they see us as accepting certain things, they will believe that this is what they have to accept. And we can be good to them. We can give them everything they want. We can, you know, provide them with all the material things. But if we don't teach them self-worth through our own behavior and our own model, they will become replicas of what we don't want them to be, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I think that that's what I learned from that, you know, is that you sometimes you've taken a leap of faith is the best thing you'll do. You know, there are times that I struggled that I got my lights turned off because now, you know, I was by myself and, it, you know, it was so mm-hmm. many struggles that me and my children went through. But if I had to go back and redo it, I would go through and do all that all over just to be at the place that mm-hmm. I am at now. In that pa- that place, I'm assuming it's a place of self-love and peace and faith. Yes. You know, there's a meme that goes around, that's going around that says, you know, look how I sleep at night knowing somebody's not cheating on me. That's real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I sleep peacefully at night, you know, um, because not only it's not knowing it's my cheating on me. Right. But just because I know how I feel about myself, I value myself now. I set boundaries for myself. You know, I um, I know that what I'm not going to accept and what I will accept. You know, that's easy to say because we all get lonely. You know, I'm a work in process, Mm -hmm. too. I have to reaffirm myself daily. You know, but it's real because I know from what I came from, I never want to go back there. I never want to feel like that. So that's a constant reminder. Mm-hmm. And even after everything I went through with my ex-husband, we're still friends. Can you believe it or not? Like we are cool. I you cannot. Know? That is amazing. <laughs> yes, because I would have cut him or something. But I know girl, that is like, amazing. Trust me. <laughs> yes, trust me. That was a process too. You know, with me not being angry yeah actually when I left him he was more angry at me than I was at him he believe it or not like that's so crazy nerve the nerve he was angry at me but you know God gave me a piece about it and also Mm -hmm. I began to realize that um you need to really have peace within yourself he was not able to pull those triggers anymore that was caused Mm. me to really like go off right um because of the peace that I had so usually when he would say things that would cause an argument or bring back up pain, this is why you got to heal from your pain. And it's so important to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and by me going through therapy and being able to really release it um, in a positive way, um, you know, doing things, you know, writing and really helping other people. Um. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. 
Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because Again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, Recess Mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give Recess Mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle, I smooth in a little of the Waze Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code SELFCARE for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code SELFCARE. That I saw, you sometimes we think we're in a situation alone and then we look around and, and a lot of people are going through the same things we're, we've gone through, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And mommy doing that, he wasn't able to pull those triggers that would that would have me respond emotionally. And once I got past that point, I was able to really become his friend and really even pity him for what, you know, he did and say to him, you know, I forgive you for what you did to me, you know? And really for mm-hmm. my children to be able to co-parent with them effectively, yeah. it really works well. And, you know, I will say this, I will always love him because of the time that we spent mm-hmm. together, the years we spent together. And I think that's where a lot of people, um, they go wrong because they want to deny that love. They want to erase all the ex- bad experience, you know, but I take the bad with the good, you know, and, um, and me being able to do that, I'm able to have a situation that works for me. So really finding peace within myself helped me find peace within the whole situation. Wow. That is amazing. The fact that you guys are even able to be friends, because yes. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not mature enough. Listen, I am mature <laughs> enough for that. <laughs> well, actually, that's not true because I am friends, kind of, sort of, with one of my exes. Um, yes. But I kind of am. I, I say kind of because he's married, and I, um, right. Even though we used to be like him and his cousin, which is my his cousin is my best friend. You know, wow. so she and I have been best friends for like. I don't know, maybe 25 years or something like that. Oh, wow. And so I met, 
him through her, right? So it's all kind of connected. So I say we're kind of friends, but he's married now. He's been married for maybe, right. I don't know, five, six, seven years. And anytime someone is married, like, you know, yes. I just, I immediately, even though there Keep is no intention yeah. ever, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. But right. it's like out of respect, yes. I just, I, yes. I back off, like, yes. you know, because I, yeah, I don't want no confusion, no messiness. Um, so yes. that's why I say we're kind of friends because I am, I just try to keep that boundary. And again, not that there would ever be anything yes. to overstep, but you right, know what I'm trying right. to say. So, no, I know exactly so the fact what you that, mean. Yeah. 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 So I respect you guys that. are still friends. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Cause that's the level of respect that I would definitely, if I were ever to marry, <laughs> if I were ever to marry. <laughs> Yes, girl, um, that you is gonna get married. I see marriage I in your future. <laughs> girl, Shale, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be married. And this might be uh, another episode yes. that I record, but I just don't know. I don't oh know if goodness. marriage is for me. I, I don't know. Okay. I'm just very That's okay, too. That's with, okay, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I marriage think I would want great. to have like, Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. does. And I was going to mm-hmm. say, I, if I were to get married, I would need to have a husband that like I would have my own house and he would have his own house. <laughs> and then you come together when y'all want to, huh? Yes. And yeah, we would get together a few times a week, you know, we'd have sex whenever we wanted to. Right. We would right. go and hang out and or maybe if we had a huge home and I had a wing, wing and he yes, had a wing. That's what you got to think. Just wing. hang out, you know, yes, yes wing. And, but I can have some place to retreat to. And maybe it's not so much that I have a separate house, but, and look at me really going into this and thinking about this, but maybe as long <laughs> as I had like a place that I could go and retreat yes. because I'm a an introvert. I need my time. Yes. I need a she shed, a she shed looks like an apartment slash house yes. that I can just yes. go to and have my space. And you every need a day. man who will accept that. And there are men out there who will yes. like that because they like this yes. space. So don't don't rule it out, girl. Don't rule it out. Just make sure I get away okay. invitation, okay? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. And see, speaking of this, speaking of which, okay, mm-hmm. I know that you have some non-negotiables. Yeah. And some standards. Okay. Yes. For anyone yes. that are you now, are you currently dating? I don't know if I can ask that or yes. not, but are you currently no, dating? No, no, that's fine. I'm currently dating. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I am currently dating, but I'll, I'll tell you something funny All that right. happened to me when I turned 40, yes. right? Which I just turned 40. Everything changed for me. Oh, okay. Birthday. Thank you. I turned 40 September 29th. So, you know, it's my birthday. Um, and I, everything kind of changed for me because I basically was like, um, I'm not putting up with this anymore, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, even the, the little things that I was like, mm, no, I don't think I'll do that. And I just kind of really, really even up my standard further because, um, you know, I didn't want to just settle for what was ever, whatever people were willing to give and being in this dating world, you know, what's out there. You know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, yeah, sometimes it doesn't look mm-hmm. so pretty. I have not, and, and that's what my right. friend said. What are your non-negotiables? My non-negotiables are, first of all, um, you have to have a job. You cannot live with your mom and dad, you know, um, you have to be financially stable. Um, you have to be a man who is spiritual, um, and particularly mm-hmm. a Christian because, um, I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so to just be an easier life for us to be Christians together equally and have a call in and yes, equally yoked and you walk in together with God. Um, I would love a man that prays because that's important. You know, if you have somebody that can pray you through something, I believe you can get through almost anything, you know? Um, and somebody, mm-hmm. I want somebody with some in- intellectual, you know, I can have a conversation with, not just somebody who, can speak about football on Sunday, you know, but someone mm-hmm. we can talk mm-hmm. about what's going on in politics and, you know, the world. And so these things are important to me. Um, and so I don't make it a long list where I, cause, because otherwise mm-hmm. I'll be dating Jesus, you know, and, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but right. I make it the top five things that I need to have in a relationship. And I'm a giving person. I'm giving and I'm mm-hmm. loving and I can't be with someone who's a taker. You know, um, mm-hmm. and so um, I, because I know that's a very big thing to me, I'm a giver. 
I want to find someone who's also loving like I am and not selfish. So that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have your top five. I love that you have a list, Chalet, because yes. I think that some of us that are currently hurting or have been hurt tremendously in the past yes. we're dealing with our own internal you know issues and we're struggling you know inside yeah. we don't have we don't make a list it is okay to make a list of things yes, that you want in relationship yes. and out of a partner there is and nothing wrong with that there is no shame in that yeah it's a power of manifestation you know because i mean now that yeah. i have my list <laughs> they don't fit one of those in the top five i know they're, they're disqualified and it's okay you know but it I'm manifesting, okay. I am manifesting what I want. And I believe that that's what's going to, I'm going to get that. So, and that's it. And I, I put it out that. in the universe and it's going to, it's got to come back to me. <laughs> I love that. And see, the thing yeah. is, you wouldn't even have a list of non-negotiables or, um, right. you know, standards, if you will, if you didn't have a certain level of self-love and self-esteem and confidence built up in yourself, your self-worth. You know what I'm saying? Yes, totally. That is so tied to that. I mean, so tied to that. And even me, my journey as a single mother, you know, I'm so Mm -hmm. careful about what I want my kids to see and, you know, experience because for so long it was just me and my kids. I was blessed that my dad moved to, to help me about two years ago. So he's really, really been a really effective um, in helping me raise my children. Now that me, my ex, my ex husband and I divorced, my, my ex husband lives in another state also. But I will say mm-hmm. that, um, you know, in being a single mother, we have to be very careful of, you know, what we allow our children to see and, you know, how we parent our children because they, you know, we are their influence. We're the, we're the main sole influence because of, of our single parent status, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, speaking of single parenting, um, so tell me more about what life is like now as a single parent. And also, um, when did you learn like the importance of building a, like a, a village around yes. you and your kids that you could lean on? Like, tell me more, tell us more about how you built that village and, and when did you realize it was important? Yes. Let me tell you, girl, I always thought I was a superwoman. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, mm-hmm. I can do anything. I can yes, do it I all. Do. I can jump off the buildings. You know, I can do it. <laughs> oh, and then, yes. you know, I mean, I was just, but you know, as a single mother, things happen. And I was like, I would always mm-hmm. be like, God, please don't let my car break down. Please don't let something happen. So I never forget one day I was getting my wisdom tooth pulled, right? I was getting all four of them pulled. And I'm thought, okay, I could deal with this. And, you know, I had a pretty decent schedule where you know my kids get off the bus when my younger one was in daycare at this time and I'm telling you the procedure went over the time it was supposed to go and I didn't have anybody to call and I was in so much pain I started to go into like I was actually literally crying I was in that much pain because the medicine started to wear off so I had to find a way to try to get my medicine and pick up my child on time so what did I have to do I had to call a neighbor and I called a neighbor that I knew and I said, I need you to do me a favor. And I was crying on the phone and I was like, I, I'm not going to get my daughter in time, but I need this medicine. I'm going to go into, you know, I felt like I was just like a tooth pain. Nothing is like it. Right. And mm-hmm. um, she was like, don't worry. I got you. She came, picked me up, got the medicine and I was mm-hmm. late getting my daughter. But I was, and then I said to myself after that moment, like, you can't do this by yourself. You cannot do this by yourself, mm-hmm. no matter how hard you try. And so I made it a conscious effort to set up um, like like neighbor, friendly neighbors that I got to know, like, listen, you know, get mm-hmm. to know my neighbors a little bit more, get to know people on my son's team whose mothers could pick up and drop them off when I couldn't do it because I have three children and all of them are involved in some type of activities. And it's just, it's just no way. Sometimes I have a conflict, you know, like if I didn't have my dad, it mm-hmm. would be really hard. But even without my dad, when I didn't have my dad, I would have to set up things. I would have to set up things with parents. I would set up things with other parents so my kids could participate in these activities. You know, I would try to schedule certain events. Okay, you know what? You get up for 4.30, you get up for 4.30. This is a priority. I'll pick up my daughter and then I'll come and pick you up after. And you wait here for me, you know? So it would we would be on tight schedules. Mm-hmm. But I found the importance of a community and really, really setting up a village for yourself and not being a loner in your shell who think you can handle it all because there will be those moments that Mm -hmm. you realize you need someone, you know? 
Um, and as a loner and as an only child and as a person who thought that she was superwoman, that was the moment that I realized you need to build a village around you. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Girl, yes. now listen. <laughs> yes, that village is important. But I'll tell you what, sis, because I, I don't think that I really have a village um, I come from a small family and that's another long yes, story, but I come too. from a small me family. Too. Too. So mm-hmm. see, so I have my mom, thankfully she lives, uh, five minutes away from me. Um, oh, see, but when yeah. I first had my daughter, yeah, she's very close. But when I first had my daughter, like I didn't really have anybody besides maybe my best friend that could watch my yeah. daughter. So, and me being introverted by nature and also me being not very trusting of people that they me can yeah. uh, do, do things as good as I do them. Number one. Okay. Cause I'm right. perfect. In case I didn't mention it, yes, yes, girl, I know. Well, I know. So, you know, yeah, you know, because we we are perfect. We really, yes, no one can do really things are. the way that we do things. Okay, that's right. Um, that's right. Also, being able to trust people, you know, and I don't have that. That that's not a strong capability that that I have. I'm just going to be honest. So yes, I give you yes. major props. Now, see, I only have one. You have three. So yes. I think the the necessity, you know what I'm saying, yes. is much different when you have three kids compared to one kid as a single yes. parent. You know not what I'm saying? That, let me just say too, is that, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not rich, you know? I mean, so I think about me with my resources, at least being a middle-class woman who's been blessed in some way to at least have some resources. You know, we got to think about single mothers who don't have the money, you know, to Mm -hmm. pay babysitters or, you know, don't have cars. So what do they have to do? You know, and so I'm always conscious of that, you know, that not everybody has the resources to provide the way as a single mother as other single mothers do, you know, Um, you know, true. That is a privilege that we have. Yes, really. It's a privilege. But, you know, and me, and I was also not, not trusting, um, also of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying to be trusting of people either, but at least mm-hmm. if you have a community around you and you get to know your neighbors and people in your village, you can at least have people, Hey, this is, you know, I'm going to, you know, it, you know, depending on the neighborhood, and I don't always feel comfortable with my neighbors. So let me just keep that, you know, I'm not very close, close, but I know there's a neighbor across the street that I had a neighbor next door. That if anything happened, they would at least take my daughter off the bus or something like that, that I had in place. Um, and mm-hmm. so I feel grateful for that, you know, and it's the little people that's in place in my life that have been able to help me along the way. Um, and like I said, my dad moves here, moved here. So that, that's a great, you know, my dad is the greatest and he's really helped me a lot. And my mom is retired. So she comes up whenever she, you know, gets a break also. So I have a, and I'm from a small family too. I'm an only child. My mother's the only child. So we're very tight knit and tight, close, you know, very close family. Um, But um, yeah, that village is so important because at one point I lived in Texas. Mm -hmm. I was still with my husband, but Mm -hmm. I lived in Texas Mm -hmm. for four or five years and there was nobody but me and my husband. And so that alone was challenging because we had no family around us. But when I moved now and when I moved to uh, Northern Virginia, I definitely was alone when we got separated and then divorced. And so I had to build like a community because it was just hard, you know, <laughs> let me just be, I mean, I it's easier it now that they're teenagers, you know, they know how to do things on their own, but when they were small, oh girl, there were times that I just would sit in a car for 15 minutes and cry, you know, <laughs> that's real. <laughs> Never would have made it. <laughs> Yes, yes, never would have made it. God, yes, oh my God. Just let me get it to the day. I still sit in my car. My daughter is 17, okay? I still sit in my car. Listen, can I just, anytime you have a snack or you want some peace, just go to your car. That is my tip for the day. Just go to your car. Because you, they kids will not let you have any peace. Yes. They will not let you eat and anything that you wanted to have for yourself. You can forget about it. So forget if you want it. anything to yourself, yes. do eat it while they're in school. Okay. Yes. Or just go to the car. Just go to the car. Yeah. <laughs> totally. No. Yeah. Or my bathroom became another place. But even then, my little one, she comes to the bathroom when I'm in there. Sometimes I can't even hide there, you know? 
Jeez, yes. <laughs> so yes, the bathroom just hiding out. <laughs> yeah, it's just hiding out in the bathroom. You know, just like you know, I mean, I'm, if we had a penny for every time somebody said "mom," I'd be rich. You know, but um, building a village yeah. is so it's so vital. You know, um, yeah. having communities. You know, being part of a community that will allow you to um, thrive as a single mother and. I'm telling you, I mean, I'm very appreciative of my oldest daughter because she helped me out a lot. Even when I was going to classes, she would watch the little one for me. And I felt so bad mm-hmm. for having her do it, you know, at times, because, you know, I'm, you know, I wanted her to be a teenager, you know, but it was just like, okay, I got to do this. so I can make more money so I can provide for my kids. I know I'm in this by myself, you know? Um, so these are like sacrifices that sometimes we make and the choices that we make that sometimes affects our children, you know? So. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean now my kids yeah. are older things are a little bit easier but it's like whoa I remember like whoa you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I feel it I feel it tremendously so yes. with your day-to-day I know you have your village in place but with your day-to-day and all that you do as a single mom and running around with your three kids two of them that think you are Bank of America and yes they're <laughs> fur and all that stuff so like what does your self-care routine look like? Like, do you have a routine? Um, do you have time in your day where you practice self-care? Like, or like, can you tell me what you do for self-care and how you do it? Oh yeah, sure. Um, you know, I'm a, I love to travel, you know, so I try mm-hmm. to take at least one trip a year. Last year was a big traveling year to me. I went to like seven different countries. It was just amazing. Oh, wow. Yes, I had a great time. But this year has been slower because I've been focused on, um, you know, uh, like my books. I came out, I'm an author, three books. So I'm also, you know, entrepreneur in the side of the way I'm an author. And so I do a lot of things with my books and, and sometimes I travel speaking engagements and things like that. So that becomes a busy lifestyle too with trying to balance everything. But let me tell you in the morning, I used to turn on the news and watch it. I stopped doing that because I realized that my whole day would be frazzled by what was going on in the news. So now I get mm-hmm. up, I meditate, I say my affirmations, I pray, I read my word. That's just something that helps me um, during the day before I do anything. Before I speak to my children, you know, um, mm-hmm. and so I get up earlier if they get up earlier. And then a lot of times I'll listen to, a, a, you know, a word from, you know, maybe I'm a, I love T.D. Jakes. So, you know, um, <laughs> I might play a T.D. Jakes <laughs> clip or Matthew Stevenson, you know, it just depends on who or just listen to something positive in the morning. Because yeah. I think your morning, the way you start your morning can really help your whole day, even if things go bad in the daytime, if you start your morning right, it can really anchor you to have a positive day. Um, Agreed. Uh, yes. So I, I've, I've really put a lot of emphasis on starting my morning right, you know, Um, and I get up in the morning and there's a book by Cindy Trim called Command Your Morning. And I really, mm-hmm. really am a stickler for commanding my morning, <laughs> you know, like, and speaking just yeah. positive things over my life. And so even when the negative comes, I'm re- reaffirmed in my own affirmations that things will not stay negative, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so that's part of my self-care routine. But like I said, I continue to date myself, even though I date, I continue to date myself. I take myself out to great restaurants, to the movies. And even when I didn't have the money, let's say, you know, um, at times when it, things were really tight, I would just go to the park mm-hmm. and take a book and read. You know, I love that. I would set yeah. that time aside, you know, and say, Hey, I'll be going for an hour or two and we'll go to all the library. I love reading, you know, quiet places that I can think, or, you know, I'm an, um, I've become a nature lover in the last couple of years. So I'll just go and just kind of stare at nature. And a couple of times I've taken a ride up to the, you know, skyline where you can see the whole, like, you know, um, DC, Washington, DMV area. Yeah. And I'll just sit up there and just, you know, really just look you know, and just, you know, say, you know, you just remind you how good, you know, life can be even in bad times. And that, you know, this creation that we live in is amazing, you know? So yeah, that's my self-care routines. Oh, I you don't love have to that. I, no, you don't. No. You absolutely do not, Chalet. Like, I too go to the park. I, I, yes. was, I, I try to go every morning and I journal. I yes. read the Bible, I pray, yes. I do all that from the park inside my car. Cause some days I, I, some days I walk 
And then like today yes. I just did like a 30 minute walk and then I came back to my car and I journaled. And then mm-hmm. in those cases, I'll list, like something on the Bible or something motivational or just something um, mm-hmm. God centered um, on the yes, way home yeah. or like that. Um, but you're right. It's like the way you start your morning. It is for me, for me, I'm with you because yes. it is crucial to have day not necessarily how it's gonna go like you can't control everything but it helps you right. to just stay focused like with your what yes. your intention was for the day so I love that and the fact that you have a place where you can go and see the skyline like now yes. I'm gonna get on Yelp <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm, I'm yes. serious. Come visit me. I'll take I you there. <laughs> oh, I want to. Don't don't yes. tell me what a good time. Girl. Yes, come on. I already told yes. you. Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I'm okay. so serious. Come Ooh, visit me, talk. girl. Yes, we will talk. And okay. you and I we will, will take talk. you there. Yes. <laughs> oh, I want to go. So maybe next year. You know what I'm yes. saying? Because I was telling you that I want to go to like the East Coast. Um, yes. So. Anytime. Mm. Yes. Mm. And I'll take you to New York too. We'll it. go and see all the sites. <laughs> Girl, don't me with a good time. I'll be okay. Do not. Tour guide, you know? <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So I'm yes. going to have to stick a pin that. Now, yes. when I call you, don't be like, um, no, nah, girl, I don't no, know what you're talking no, about. Girl, never, never. Okay. Never. Oh, <laughs> yes. That is so yes. dope. So yeah, I will definitely, yes. definitely do that. But I just love yourself for care routine. I love how you were able to get yourself to a place of healing, not only for your kids, which is crucial, but also for yourself. Because I've yes. learned that when I'm not good, when you're not good, nobody nobody's that you have good. to take care yes. of is good. Nobody's good. Everybody mm-hmm. struggles based off of your struggle, whether we want to acknowledge that or not, it's true. And we can try to put up little fronts, like everything's okay, or that, you know, everything's fine, we're functioning well, but especially kids, they know. They They can feel it. Yes. They can when something's not right. So I love that you are just taking care of yourself. You're out here with your multiple MAs and teaching and (laughs) writing and I mean, I'm curious, everything you are like on your glow up tour. And yes. I hope that it just never stops. Like never stops. Cause that's, oh, that's what you, I Bri. love. Yes. Yeah, I'm I appreciative. You know, I think, you know, I'm, I feel like love, God has blessed me with love and kindness mm-hmm. and for others and empathy. And, you know, and so I take my pain as an, a gift, you know, of to show others that they can come through these worst times and make it and be on the other side of the the, the life, be on the other side of life, be on the other side of the wall, whatever they feel like is blocking them. And so, you know, I'm grateful for even those experiences. Even in that, I say thank you, you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Gratitude is so important. Yes. Well, I was going to say, Shale, we are coming to the end of this episode which was absolutely (laughs) I know I know it really did but I wanted to say first of all tell us quickly the name of your three books and also I will be sure to put the the books in um uh in the notes of the of the podcast too but what are the name of your three books besides Okay, so I have a uh, black dress of stain, and just really quickly, that's just about how if a woman wears a black dress and it stains, you can't tell that the dress is stained because it's black, and so it kind of is ind- indicative of women that go through scars, but you can't tell. So it has all different stories of women in it, um, it's short stories and poetry, and then I also mm-hmm. have relive, which I talked about, and black from scratch, which is a um, 320 page colorful book with photography, all stories of black people mm-hmm. and what they've able to overcome. So they've had like short stories. Everybody has a short story in there of, um, just different things that they've been able to overcome or triumph over in their lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm. Those are wow. So you said relive black, relive. you say black from scratch? Black from scratch. Yes. And that's over 85 mm-hmm. people in that book, over 85 black people in that book. Oh, wow. Yes, and uh, black dresses stained. Black dresses stained. Okay, so I will and make sure that I put that in. All available on Amazon, so you can get them. Oh, okay, the then I will make sure that's that I put those links to the yes. books. Absolutely. Yes. So, yes. 
if people want to connect with you, hopefully that's okay. Where where can they find you online? Sure. I'm on Facebook. I have Chalet's Wits, spelled C-H-A-L-E-T-S, Wits, W-I-T-S, one word. Um, I have a website, mm-hmm. chaletswits.com. So you can go on my website. You can find everything about me, all my information, my books, everything. Yes. Mm, amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, I just appreciate your your honesty today and your transparency oh, you. and sharing. Yeah, your story is so important. And I'm just so thankful that you allowed us to share it um, with yes. our audience. And be able to, to bless you, people. Bri. Yeah, I I loved it. I'm so appreciative. I'm back, guys. So what did you think about that episode? Was it amazing or was it just me? I don't think it was just me. Uh, Chalet, she really was transparent and she was honest about her relationship and just how she was able to go from, you know, in one place down here and just really elevate her life and her, her mindset and that was like such a huge takeaway for me. And I hope that that is what you were able to um, get from the episode as well. So I want to thank you so much for listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. As always, if you'd like to reach me, you can email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode.